I am Reverend Deborah Phillips, and welcome to Discovering Spirit Within, a spiritual life center podcast dedicated to helping people discover and activate their personal relationship with the divine. Good morning, Frank Castro Weir. It's really nice to have you back on Discovering Spirit Within. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you, Reverend Deborah. It's nice to be back with you again. We have fun. This is a good topic. Yeah, I'm really excited about this because you're doing a ceremony, I guess it is. It's a short half hour. Well, it's probably a very long half hour, but it's a half hour ceremony called Reflections on Light and Loss, Moments to Remember. And because it's the ceremony itself, I thought it'd be really cool if we could have a conversation about what started this, you know, just the backstory of it so that people would be able to have this as a companion piece to that ceremony. Now, the ceremony is being played on Zoom on December 9th at seven o'clock. And That's you can correct. Get, and you can get yeah. to it um, through uh, Spiritual Life Center's website, slcworld.org. Mm-hmm. So where did where did this start? How did you even come up with this idea? Well, the short answer is spirit, um, but as uh, that does work through through people and friends who say things, is actually um, with a, a student group I had. I, we were discussing getting ready for Christmas time, and one of my uh, fellow student uh, ministerial students said, "You know, I'm, she said I'm doing something called Blue Christmas." because we recognize how many people come into Christmas and we, we have the lights and it's, you know, the keywords are joy and peace and love and it's celebratory. And yet, and yet there's a lot of people coming into the season who aren't quite feeling that right now. It's also a time where people can feel the losses they've had through the year. And, and then sometimes the celebratory nature of Christmas doesn't maybe quite feel as authentic unless they're first able to, you know, to process um, some of the losses they've had through the year. And I thought, wow, that resonated with me. And I thought if ever there was a year where people needed to perhaps process a little bit of the loss and the the darkness, if you will, and the sadness and the the grieving, um, you know, because of COVID and 2020 and all that that has come along with that, this, this would be the year. Um, so, you know, it's something we, we discussed as a staff and we thought this is a, a beautiful offering for. Well, for and there's community. also the, yeah, there's also the fact that there are people who, for whom Christmas, the Christmas season, the holiday season, even starting with Thanksgiving is not a good time for them. And, uh, mm-hmm. because of past experiences. So even though you're talking, you know, we're all focusing on what's been going on in 2020, I'm guessing that this will be beneficial to people who, are still carrying things from before. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, and in some ways, 2020 might have just exacerbated the the things that have maybe been carried for a year and for years. And it's kind of one of the actually, I uh, it's interesting. I'm actually very excited about it, uh, even in doing my own process and preparing for this, seeing the power of and the transformational power of looking at loss and seeing it as not um, necessarily something that's only heavy and maybe something that for many of us, we want to avoid, you know, who wants to go there to the, to, to, to the darkness and the sadness, but actually finding a bit of 
excitement about, yes, let's go to the dark. Let's go to the sadness. Let's go to the loss. Let's, let's take some time because the transformational power of that is amazing. And the, and the gifts that it holds for us are actually very exciting. So, um, um, and I, and I think in our traditions, there's a lot of this um, sort of pathway to transformation that's sort of baked into the cake for us, if you will, as, as people on the spiritual path. Yeah, it does seem, and I don't know if it seems this way to you, but it seems like we oftentimes do a bit of an avoidance. Well, we, yeah, yeah, we do. And um, especially in new thought, because um, somewhere along the way, uh, a, a lot of the new thought thinking became, went from, I mean, we started out as a healing ministry, no matter who started it, whether it was religious science or unity or whoever, it was all about prayer and healing. And then I think we started, I don't know, I've always thought that it's because we started getting more medical advances and then they went into this great depression. So it became about prosperity. And then Norman Vincent Peale came along and turned it into positive thinking. And so the more popular this all becomes, you know, out in, in popular uh, cult, pop culture, um, the more watered down it gets. And um, it's like, I had a friend once ask me, she said, I had somebody tell me that you should never put anything negative into an affirmation. And like the good friend that I am, I just burst out laughing. <laughs> she, she, knowing me, she sighed in relief because, you know, it's like, well, that's what we call denial. We're actually looking at the negative thing that's going on, the, the loss, the hurt, the pain. And we're saying, you don't have any power over me, which is not pretending like it's not there. Yeah. And yeah. so this pretending like it's not there is what we call spiritual bypass. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy to get into that with our teaching if you're not paying attention to the whole what did, uh, Charles Filmer called it a spiritual system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's spiritual bypass. And I've also heard it called metaphysical malpractice, you know, kind of approaching something from a place of healing. But since you mentioned healing, um, I, I'm going to look at something really quick. This is a quote I'm pulling to you from a piece by Charles Fillmore, which is called The Revealing Word. And he talks about healing or a healer is a person who has great compassion and yearning to help humanity out of its suffering. It's a state of consciousness. Healing virtue pours through and it changes discord to harmony. I, I love that um, a healer is someone who has compassion. And to have compassion, what kind of precedes compassion is empathy we first need to understand that the other person and if you will walk in their shoes, but even more so see it from their perspective, like be one with someone connect with another person in their suffering, in their loss, in their pain, and really be there together with them. And in that place of just human connection, one-on-one -on -one, empathetic understanding that sense of the oneness and the sense of the connectivity and the sense of um, um, being and understanding that we are the one together in, in the presence has incredible power to transform. And I would say compassion, the way I would describe it in, in Charles Fillmore's words is when we have the empathy, the compassion is when we do something, we step forward, we engage with the other, we, we transform together. 
So both the person, the, the healer and the healed person, I mean, we're actually not doing it, right? We're in the process and allowing spirit to do it in us, through us, with us, and the, the presence. And God, it gives me chill bumps. It's such a wonderful adventure. But it doesn't happen if we don't first say, I hear you in your pain. I hear you in your loss. I hear you that this is, well, basically you're being a human being, uh, you're a spiritual being having a human experience and this is your human experience. And there's some things that are uncomfortable right now. So yeah, we and, go there together. Yeah, and you know, um, uh, an Episcopal priest who was a good friend of mine, she said once, we talked about it and she said, sometimes the only thing you can do is just sit with someone in the dark just sit with them. And, mm. you know, there, I, to me, em empathy is not going to someone and saying, I know how you feel because you don't know how they feel. You know, they're in pain, but mm. you know, maybe they're going through a divorce and maybe you've gone through a divorce, but your experience was not their experience. And so you can say, I know it's hard. I know it hurts. Um, I have compassion for, you know, and I have empathy for your pain, but allowing them to have their own experience and not trying to throw yours on top of it. I think that's a very mm -hmm. important part of that whole being a healer thing is to allow the person to be in that, in that space, because being in that space, acknowledging it, saying I'm, I hurt, I'm uncomfortable. I don't like this. <laughs> mm -hmm. I want out. All of that is, are, are steps on that path to coming up out of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, well said. Well, and also, uh, yes. And, you know, just staying on this theme of having empathy, it, it's such a powerful spiritual practice because now all the wise words or the solutions or brainstorming I want to do, just forget about that. It's seriously just saying i'm gonna be here with you in your experience and you know i'm i'm uh it's not my experience it's yours and i you know i can't pretend like it is but but i can be there with you and i can and and i can open my heart to your heart and be in that oneness that supports the the, the transformation uh, but you know part of that too and this goes back to the whole reason for the ceremony is that Oftentimes, to either be the, the, the person with empathy or have empathy for ourselves, we right. first have to recognize that there is something there to, to have empathy for. I mean, I, it seems to me, and maybe just for myself or people I've talked to, and kind of, you know, um, even if there's no major changes because of COVID, and for some people, there's not. I mean, they, they still have their job, they're, you know, they, still see some family and other people it's been tremendously disruptive as far as losing jobs, losing financial security, losing friends, losing, I mean, losing people to death. Yeah. I mean, losing them for, you know, for their transition. Um, but for all of us just to recognize that, that we've been touched in some way, whether I, I've been thinking of their macro grievances or micro if we don't first have a little empathy, meaning explore what those might be and see where indeed we are grieving. And a person might say, well, I don't think I am. And I would say, have you been getting up in the middle of the night? Have your shoulders been hurting? Have you been getting headaches? Do you find anxiety? Have you been 
distracted. <laughs> I can't remember how many people in this age of COVID have said to me, I just got COVID brain, man. I just can't think. You know, you've probably heard that expression. I, there's almost like this um, underlining current of loss and sorrow and grief in our culture and our town. And I, and what's fascinating, which has um, the opportunities for a huge amount of planetary and cosmic transformation, if you will, this is a worldwide experience. Human beings are experiencing something very similar with everybody, everybody. And there's no corner of this planet you can go that you're not feeling some of the loss from this, from this pandemic. Yeah, and I mean, our very way of life has been disrupted. And I was, I am incredibly blessed in, in, in my experience with this. I, you know, um, so I, I, I cannot, I absolutely cannot complain. And yet, um, I was telling my husband yesterday that even though I can go over to the Spiritual Life Center for a couple of hours to record a service, or, you know, I, have, I t- spend time with him and a couple of other people, I am stir crazy. I want to be able to just run out to the mall, not, you know, I'm not a big shopper, but to be able to just do it, you know, just to be able to go out and run around for a couple of hours and not have to be anywhere. And it's like my, my life has turned into when I do something, it's because it's been scheduled. Mm -hmm. I don't have any, oh, well, let's just go off and do whatever the heck. And, um. You know, and sometimes what the heck means buying toilet paper, mm. which you can't do. I mean, it's just right, right. an entire disruption of everything and the way we think about life. And I don't know if Americans in some respect, because we're so we're so much into the individual rights, you know, don't you tell me what to do. You're not the boss of me. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on in other countries. Sometimes I think people in other com- countries are a little bit more cooperative than we are. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever you know, it is, it is certainly making us all very twitchy. Yeah. That's a spiritual term, you know. It's a very twitchy. spiritual term, twitchy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I have something to offer and see what you think about this. And I think, and I'm not making a global, um, you know, global sort of solution to what we see in, in our culture this way, but... We know the stages of grief uh, when, you know, it kind of the, um, was there any Kubler-Ross and, and the first one is denial. And then we go into anger and then um, bargaining and depression and finally acceptance. So there's these stages, with, they used to call death and dying, but really it's about, it's about grieving and loss, not just, you know, s- small to, to great. And it, and the first step to get through it, you know, is, is get through the denial. And I think that there's so much loss that it almost feels like on some level, we're just, we're still at that stage of denial. No, this, this just isn't happening. You know, it's just not as bad as you think. You know, it's just, you know, we're, I'm really okay. And it's hard. And I'm not gonna overlay that on everybody's experience, but I do wonder, and I'm curious what you think, if there isn't a lot of that as, as, as human beings, we're just this, pandemic is just it's frightening it's it can be overwhelming and i just think the amount of loss that it's stirring up has us in these stages of moving through this loss and we're in denial and some people obviously are in anger and you know and and but 
by diving into it and experiencing the loss, of course, that's the beauty of this, of this transformation and going through the stages, we get to the other side and we get to acceptance and we get to move on and our hearts are lighter and we have a healing, you know, basically we have a, we're into a new, a new stage, if you will. Well, yes. And, um, I don't know. I mean, it is denial on one re on, on one level, but I also see it as, um, when you're going through something that is painful. And I remember when my sister died about seven years ago now. Wow. Yeah. Seven mm. years ago, we were not super close. We were not estranged, but we were not super close. We saw each other for two or three years. We talked on the phone occasionally. Um, and when she died, I was um, astounded at how much it affected me. And I had, I had a, a few months of really, really being difficult. And I would just burst into tears at, you know, odd moments. And then part of it was I realized that, you know, we think siblings are forever. She was there seven mm -hmm. years before I got there. So she was there my whole life. Um, but it wasn't so much, I wasn't denying that she was gone because she was, but I didn't want it to be that way. And so I wasn't mm. so much denying what was happening. I was denying that I had to accept it, if that makes any sense at all. Because yeah, I didn't it, like it. it. I didn't want it to be that way. And I wanted to stop right now. And it was like mm -hmm. a two-year-old having a tantrum going, no, I don't want this. And um, mm -hmm. I had no choice and worked through it, obviously. I mean, we all do one way or another, mm -hmm. but it's, um, and, and one way to do that in, in certain respects. I mean, when, per, when a person dies, it's pretty hard to pretend that that didn't happen, but mm -hmm. there's so much of what's going on now that you can sort of walk around pretending, well, this isn't really happening. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that, that, that holds us back. You know, yeah. we've gone through all of these, you've been in some of the meetings, um, as our intern, you've been through some of the staff meetings at SLC and there's this push for us to figure out a way to open up and bring people in. And then we also have to say, but this is what we have right now. We mm -hmm. have to get very realistic about what we have right now and what we can do and what is the very best way to serve our congregation mm -hmm. and stick with that one thing until we have, you know, a bigger opening. And so mm. we tried to stay in denial and tried to do exactly what we always do. And it didn't work, <laughs> yeah. you know, it made us, made us exhausted and crazy. And, um, then we found another way to do it. Mm. So maybe that's kind of what we're talking about is like, we lost, you know, our entire way of life at SLC and how we did things. We had to completely figure out a new way of doing things. And right. maybe, maybe. Yeah. And so that feels like a huge loss, right? It does. And, um, and I, it, my understanding of, of the process is we can do the process and go back and do it again and do it again and be at different parts at different times. It's not like a linear thing necessarily. Um, but the, but the good news is as human beings, there is a process and we can get through it and it, mm -hmm. it takes the time it takes. And sometimes that's long and sometimes it's short and, you know, and the other good news is nobody's doing anything wrong for suffering. Nobody's doing anything wrong for doing their process that they need to do. And there's a lot of room for, again, going back to, to empathy for each other who are going through something together that's, that's very challenging. The good news though, and, and the encouragement is there is acceptance at the other side and there is opportunities to say, okay, I'm there now, now 
the beauty of getting to acceptance is I can turn on the creativity. Now, what do I do? Now, what's the next step? Now, what's possible? Now, you know, how, what can we imagine? What would be the next new ways of doing things? And to me, that there's a lot of energy to that. We talk about loss and light. And in some ways that the, the metaphor of light oftentimes is a metaphor of, of burst of creativity and seeing things in a new way and getting to things in a new way. So, and, and I think this, this is the whole beauty of loss and light. We, get, we can get there, but we have to, as human beings, we have to deal with our loss. And the first part, like you started with, to just say they're not there, we just we can't get to the other side unless we do our stuff and move through the process. And it's sacred. It's that, you know, God's in the midst of all that, not departed from it. It's not like something that's wrong or bad or... I think in unity, we talked about, we, we deny evil, for example, and that's another talk for another day, but there's nothing evil, wrong, or bad about this process. It's actually a sacred process that human beings go through. Um, but what we can encourage each other to do is to do it, you know, do the work, yeah, get well, through it. Yeah, and I, I think that the really important part here and the reason that you're doing this ceremony is we can talk about this and, and put out all of this, um, you know, woo-woo stuff about what you can do. But the truth is, is so many of us can't do it alone. And we need, we need, uh, we need each other. And we need, people are, many people are so afraid of looking at the dark, looking at the loss, um, embracing the loss that having someone to sit with them in the dark or to do a ceremony the way that you're going to be, that you will have done by a lot of times people have listened to this and you can still go back and find it, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, you, this facility, this is part of what the healer does is to help facilitate another person's process mm. and, and to be there and to, uh, you know, um, metaphorically hold their hand while they walk through their pain or walk through their darkness. And so I think that to me is the gift that you're giving with this, this ceremony. And, um, you know, it's a half an hour, but it's amazing what you can do in half an hour. And it's amazing mm -hmm. in a split second, something can shift for you in your own consciousness and mm. you can either let go of something or you can realize that it's not that horrible. It's not going to kill you. It changes your consciousness and that's, and how you see. Totally. Right. And so it is a very yeah. process. Yeah. I, there was a moment in, in developing this, <clears throat> I, there was a piece I was looking for and I, you know, I, this happens, I knew it would come and I was sitting kind of in the dark. Uh, I had a candle and I said, spirit, I need this piece. There's something here. And I and and lay it on me. And what and what finally came out was something so simple. This is amazing. It's so simple, and yet so profound. And I, it's kind of like really the whole um, foundation of the ceremony is a piece when uh, Jesus said the Beatitudes in Matthew, and he he was up on the mountain and he told people, "You are blessed when you mourn, and that's when you're comforted." So simple. And what's amazing about that, and quite frankly, that's probably was my least favorite beatitude ever. You know, it's like, who, 
who wants to go around being mourn, mourning? You know, I'm kind of a <laughs> cup half full kind of guy all the time, you know, and I, my personality, I kind of stay up, you know, and more into, um, you know, look at the good side of things. But here's kind of the power of that little affirmation or that little spiritual koan, if you will, is that it's not mourning when, or being sorrowful or they're diving into it when something comes up. It's almost like you're blessed when you mourn, go look for it. Go look for it in your own life. And then also to exactly what you just said, we do this to, we grow together, then go look for it in, in, in others. Because um, then you're what? You're a healer. You're the one that says, I have compassion. I've had empathy and now in compassion, I will, I will stand here with you. Um, and it's hard to be empathetic if we don't first choose to look at our own stuff. Uh, I just, on a personal note, I was just wondering, well, how, what's the, you know, what, for me, what's the technology? Like, how do I go and like dig up what, what am I denying? What are those little, and I think I said earlier, I call them micro, micro things. It's not like some major thing I'm grieving, but what are the little micro things in my life that they add up to a lot of distraction and anxiety and unsettledness or show up as pains in your shoulder your back your headaches or whatever what what how do you how does a person uncover those and i think if you'd asked 20 people you could find 20 different technologies but for me it was really been journaling you know just taking the time and go okay what's coming up and needs to be looked at and what do i just need to honor this is something that's a loss for me and i can go through these stages really quickly but the first one is get over the denying that that it's there and it's just amazing how that process of just go ahead and, and mourn it and deepen our own sense of humanity it's just it's just being people doing our process and on the other side uh you you know you could say you're comforted or there's a lot of translations for that one of them is you will see with more clarity your path, you know, it opens up your next stage in life. Well, this whole, whole thing of, of saying, well, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. There's nothing wrong. You know, my, I, I hurt all over and I can't concentrate and um, I really can't get anything done anymore, but I'm fine. And, <laughs> <laughs> and of course we live in a culture that, um, used to be in the olden days when there was three channels on TV, you know, the beginning of September, the commercials would come on with it's cold season and you have to buy your, you know, buy your cold medication because you can't stop. And we have a culture mm. where it's not okay to stop. Mm. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, my arm just fell off, but I'll just put some duct tape on it and keep moving. I mean, and, mm. and, and, and metaphysically that's, that's what a lot of people do is that something something major happens and they just, they, they duct tape over it with uh, affirmations and, you know, um, everything works for good. Well, it does, but that doesn't mean that you don't get to go kick some rocks once in a while and, you know, have, yeah. have down times because we're human beings. That's how we're made. Mm -hmm. And beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's just occurs to me, you know, we, we could make a, a denial and say, this will not have power over me. And that's, and it's true. It doesn't have to have power over me. And the way it doesn't have power over me is I do my work 
Yes. And allow it to flow out and leave. Yes. So the denial is not the end of it. The denial is almost like an awareness of it and go, okay, so this is true. And the denial says, well, do, do I have, do I have the capability of dealing with the sadness? Yeah, we do. Do I have the capability of dealing to mourn through this in a way that'll get me to the other side? I know. Yes, we do. And you know, it, 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 it's an internal thing. And we know where, where does the divine live? It's, it's all part of this beautiful um, play of the divine in our consciousness through the systems that we have as human beings that are sacred. And we can use those to, to, to come out on the other side. And, you know, saying, oh, everything's fine. Um, and I guess in our, <laughs> in our society, that's really what people want to hear because they were just making niceties. But when people really ask, you know, how are you? Um, it's a, it, that is a great spiritual tool to go, thanks. Do we have 15 minutes? Can we get, you know, can I look at this loss and help me process that through? And when we do that for someone else and we're being compassionate, according to Charles Fillmore, that's called being a healer. It is. It is. Beautiful thing. Yeah. It is a beautiful thing. And I am so happy that you're doing this ceremony and I'm happy that it's going to be available for people to go who can't listen to it tomorrow night. Um, it is being recorded. The video will be out there. And I'm really glad that that's going to be available because I'm sure that people are going to come back and, and want to do it more than one time, you know, mm. and I'm looking forward to a time when we can all get together and in person and perhaps do, you know, some more of this because I think we're, um, we're sustaining a lot of losses on many, many levels, which is what you were talking about at the beginning. And once we get to be back um, in a what we consider a normal world where we can come and go as we, as we please, that, that's when I think a lot of this stuff's going to come up where people aren't really quite realizing now all the things that they feel like they've lost. Because, you know, when you're in the middle of a crisis or in the middle of something, you're not always aware of the things that, you know, that, of what's happening. And then it's only later that you go, man, you know, that was a lot harder than I thought it was. Or, boy, I really did lose something there. Or, you yeah. know, some of it's really obvious. The people who've lost their jobs and their, I mean, that's really obvious. But there's a whole other psychological, spiritual, emotional uh, kind of loss that's happening for practically everybody that mm -hmm. we're going to be addressing, I think, for quite some time. And this is such a wonderful step that you're taking. And I'm very, very, very grateful that you're doing it. Mm, yeah, thanks. Well, it's nice to do it with you and, and, and doing it with everyone. And as you and I have talked about before, I, I you know, you to be the, the person who facilitates is just you get to be the lucky one who has the chance because it's really, it's really been a, uh, a team effort. And, um, I, you know, what's come out of this conversation, I mean, this has been percolating, but I love what you just said, is that with each loss, like, like I was even thinking the other day, the, my kids are both gone this year. This summer, they both left and they didn't leave for college and going to come back. They, this, they're done now. They've both got jobs and they've moved out. And, um, and I really recognized, wow, that was this loss of an identity um, that some of the neighbors next door, they've got younger kids and there's always kids coming in and out and parents and, you know, they, 
they have school. And so they have their little pod of just a few kids they study with at homeschool. And, and you could, I could see that while they're still in the middle of their house is the hub of people coming and going. And I realized my house is not that period is over. It is over. Now something else could come later, you know, in a new form or new way. Um, but I just sat with that for a long time and didn't realize how much loss that was for me as far as identity and as the home and, and getting to the other side all of a sudden working through this process and just recognizing there it is it's it's a lot um that it also opened up the possibilities of a certain amount of time and energy and focus that i didn't have because i was you know i was at home as a dad now i'm not and all of a sudden and I'll never not grieve that, right? That was a beautiful time of life, just acknowledged. But how much now um, time and opportunity I've had to start looking at other things that I can do with this expansion of time. And, and part of the, you know, going from loss to light, if you will, the light dawn that find a way to take that new gift and co-create something that's the next stage that's gonna be beautiful and it is wonderful. And, and COVID, it's funny because um, I don't, you know, it's not like I have to go out and do it right away because I can start planting the seeds, but I'm not going anywhere. Some of the things I wanna co-create aren't happening yet for a few more months. Um, so it's this kind of, I've experienced this beautiful sort of transformation of once acknowledge the loss and also see the, all the possibilities for co-creation on the other side because I was able to sort of, of, of put that away and call it loss, but also sit with it as, yeah, it was a loss, but man, what a, what a great time. And just, just, just there it is. It was a wonderful period of life. And, and there are, you know, oppor new opportunities are always coming along. And it's like one day, I, I don't know, you know, spirit just speaks through you. Right. And I, I can't remember somebody was talking about something and I said, well, the problem, the, the difficulty is, is that sometimes the doors are slamming so loudly, you don't hear the windows opening for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, that whole thing is one door closes and another one opens. Well, sometimes it feels like they're slamming so fast and hard that you're not, you can't yeah. hear the rest of it. And so I think that's what we're talking about is being able to allow yourself to feel the feelings and then go, okay, now what? And to yeah. be able to take that next step. And um, so well said. Yeah. yeah. It's a both and, right? You're feeling it. And we can, we are amazing creatures. We can be sad and excited at the exact same time for the same Where reasons. We are interesting creatures. That's a whole other podcast, I think. <laughs> so, um, but do you have any, any, any last final, any final words, Frank? No, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, any, anything you would just like to say about that ceremony before we close? It's just I'd like to invite people or, or what yeah. you feel about it. What is your. What, what I would hope for. Um, and by the way, we have some great music by a young musician who's joining me, Cameron Lawson. And he wrote a song. We together, um, we looked at a, a couple, we looked at three themes that we're going to talk about for transformation of loss and light. And um, he put some of these affirmations to music. So it's really, what a talent. It's really going to be, uh, I think, uh, beautiful. And we're just going to ask people to get a, a comfortable place, bring 
you know, all we have to bring to this is uh, our own uh, awareness and consciousness of losses in our life and be open for things that are brewing, maybe unseen in our consciousness that can come forward and be healed. Uh, and um, looking at some, some just simple tools, well, one of them is with recognizing I'm blessed when I mourn. I mean, what, a, what a breakthrough spiritual concept. And then there's some others too. And we'll light some candles. And what I really hope is, because I'm ready to decorate my house with lights and get the lights on the tree and uh, you know, put more candles up and stuff. And the idea is let's deal for just a moment. Let's just take a look at the loss and be in a, in a place of transforming that so that we can, if for me, it feels like even more authentically celebrating the light, you know, celebrating the Christmas, celebrating the Advent, celebrating the Kwanzaa, celebrating Diwanzi, Diwali, celebrating uh, Hanukkah, which is around the corner. I mean, all these celebrations of light. Let's do our work first so we can really dive into them as authentically as we can. It's just a beautiful, beautiful concept. And again, thank you for doing that. And thank you for jumping in at sort of the last minute to do this podcast with me. Um, we have a lot more topics I'm sure we're going to be covering over the next year, I hope, because you're a wonderful yeah. guest. So thank you, Frank. Thank you so much. Always enjoy it. Thank you for listening today. Discover Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center Sacramento. If you feel inspired and want to show your appreciation and support, please go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the sons and daughters of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.